Good morning, guys. Welcome to The Healing Place. Uh, Today's episode, we're going to be talking about our mental health stories, what got us to where we are, and subsequently, what does the future look like for us? Um, I invite you to click the plus sign if you think there is someone that might benefit from this conversation, whether they've healed themselves from their trauma, um, have yet to speak of their trauma, or just looking for a community of people that they can they can learn from. Um, feel free to, if you would like to speak, click the little plus sign, that little hand button down there in the bottom. Click that. I'll invite you up on the stage so you can speak. And then let's just unpack the stuff because, I mean, we it's like heavy luggage that we oftentimes we have to walk around with. And I mean, if we're going to have to walk around with this luggage, we might as well figure out a way to balance it so that it doesn't create more problems for us. And, you know, just a quick little tip about me. I have dealt with multiple traumas. And, you know, one of the things that really helped me was definitely therapy. But I also feel like, too, that I also had to do the legwork as well, like accepting that my traumas was not my fault and that the people that inflicted the pain on me, they're the ones that should be held responsible, whether it's in court, out of court, mentally, not mentally. Um, But I do believe that karma has a way of resurrecting itself because all of the people that I had to deal with, they are no longer here. They they've since moved on to the next um, part of life. And I apologize if you hear my attack dog barking in the background. Um, I have PTSD. So oftentimes, you know, she's trying to distract my behavior or distract my emotions. But it's also early in the morning here. My kiddos are probably just waking up. Um, But yeah, I've been in and out of therapy for over 20 years. I'm still in therapy because I feel like um, there's always something that we block in our minds that somehow or another it comes back full circle when you're hearing other stories or if you are watching a movie, whatever the case may be. And so I'm back in therapy to deal with something that I didn't even realize that I had uh, had put in the back of my mind. And so, you know, I I told my therapist, I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with this the way that I've dealt with it previously. So let's figure out some different coping skills and things that I can do that uh, will allow me to detach the emotional charge that I get from it. Because, yeah, over the last week and a half, I've been triggered thinking about it. And especially since now that I'm starting to get out here on Clubhouse and I've launched a podcast called The Healing Place, um, I strongly recommend it you um, check that out. It's on Anchor and Spotify. And I've recorded two episodes so far. And every week I'm going to try to drop some really helpful tips and knowledge that every one of us can possibly use. Um, so I want to turn it over to my audience. So uh, Dana, how are you? Tell me a bit more about you, hon. Uh, hello, guys. How are you? Uh, uh, I'm so glad. Like, I saw this uh, notification. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try this out. Because <laughs> I, I just got out of, like, some kind of mental uh, breakdown episode a few days ago. <laughs> so maybe this will help me out. Um, uh, I don't know where to start because uh, I do suffer from, like, traumatic, uh, issues and uh, I don't I don't have like I don't have therapy like uh, because it's very difficult for me uh, I used to go to a therapist in the past but not currently um, 
honestly, like, where where do you want me to start? Like, uh, I guess you know whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Um, we're here for you as a community. That we want you to know that this is a non-judgmental space. This is a safe space. And what you say here, it stays with us because we're all dealing with something. So whatever you feel like sharing, hon, please go ahead. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, so for me, it, uh, it took me a while to, uh, to actually just acknowledge and accept that what I'm dealing with is valid, like the, the feelings, uh, you know, like because I was sexually harassed. So because when I was, telling everybody what happened to me and they were all telling me that well because of what you did it happened to you you know he harassed you because of this and that so it's your fault so for years I thought it's my fault and I was going through this depression for the longest time and when I moved to the states uh, someone recommended me to go to a therapist and right after that everything started to change for me So it was a turning point, and it's when I realized that I have to have better ways to cope, better ways to think, and how I have to deal with my family, my friends, and even like my cultural beliefs. It all changed for me, and now I'm back home, but I have changed a lot after my therapy, you know? Um, I still uh, get triggered by weird things, even watching movies in any kind of, um, any movies with sexual, sexual themes, it's weird. Maybe it's not, I don't know. I, I can't watch anymore. <laughs> I, I just even skip or turn it off. Uh, relationships are kind of difficult for me because of that. Uh, I try to take it slow because of that. Uh, here, uh, mental health is not covered by insurance. So it's like I try to discover different ways of coping, either being around people that I'm familiar with who I trust that know exactly that what I'm going through or just be in my comfort zone. So um, I guess for me, the, the, the issue is that being in a culture that doesn't think that what I went through is, um, how can I say this, that it's not my fault, you know, makes it very difficult for me. Well, if it, my cousins and my sisters, they know that it's not my fault, but um, if it's my uncles and my parents, they would say that, you know, no, it's your fault kind of thing, you know? So, um, yeah, I guess that gives you guys, like, the <laughs> a foundation of what, uh, what are my, I guess, my issues, what, what I'm struggling with. Well, first off, Sorry, I want... But- Well, first off, I want to tell you, thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate you stepping out of your comfort zone and being able to be so vulnerable. Um, It takes a lot of courage to be vulnerable. And there's something to be said when you finally find your voice and be able to speak about it. It's, you know, it's amazing how it releases 
you from holding yourself hostage. And then second of all, I want to tell you that what happened to you was not your fault. Contrary to what your family is telling you, you didn't ask for someone to sexually harass you. You didn't ask for uh, a man to not be able to keep himself under control and do that to you. So I want you to walk away from this conversation knowing that it is not your fault. It is never your fault when, when this happens. And if I were you, I would try to see if there's any um, not-for-profits in your, your area that may be able to help you with trying to find some mental health resources because, um, you know, definitely it's something that's bothering you. And I get it. when you The fact that you can't even watch a movie with a sexual scene, yeah, you're being triggered because it constantly reminds you of what, you, what your experience was. And, yeah, you definitely want to seek out a therapist that can help you um, unpack that so that it, you don't get the emotional charge out of it. Um, another piece of therapy that you might want to look into, uh, one that I used and I, I had great results from it. It's called EMDR. It's eye movement desensitization and reprogramming um, because oftentimes I would have this reoccurring dream in my head that I was in the family home, in the bed that I slept with uh, my sister in and instead of my sister being the one being molested I was the one being molested and so I had to go back and I had to get rid of that thought because it was constantly playing out in my head and especially um, there would be times when I'd be intimate with my husband and this was something that would, would be in the back of my head and you know and he'd ask me am, is I'm out am I okay and I you know sometimes I'd lie and say yeah I'm okay but then I ball myself up in fetal position or run out of the room crying. And, you know, I, I felt bad because it's not his fault that I was triggered. And so I went to uh, EMDR therapist and really she was able to help me unpack that because what they do is they take the emotional charge out of the thought. So you may still have the thought every now and then, but it doesn't emotionally like it doesn't emotionally charge you up and get you all riled up about it. Right. And so that's that could be something that you can yeah. you can look at as far as a, a form of therapy. Um, but again, I'm just going to tell you what happened to you is not your fault and it is not okay. And it's, I'm sorry that you don't have the support system in your, from your family. And it sounds like from like some of the elders. Um, but just know that here at the healing place, we get it. We understand. We, we all have suffered through some really traumatic, uh, situations that really has shaped us into who we are. And so, you know, I want you to know that anytime that you need to talk, you can always come here, um, reach out to me in my DMs. I'm happy to, to try to help you um, find some resources in your area and more importantly, just to be a listening ear. So for anyone that just joined the room, um, we're talking about our mental health stories. Like, how did we get here and how do we move forward? Right. So we know we've had some things that we've dealt with and it's you know, emotionally just jacked us up. And so, you know, I want to talk about that, you know, and anyone that's in the audience, feel free to raise your hand. Would love to have you come up on stage and share your stories and, and share some of your tips. Because Dana, she's, she's looking to find resources that she could possibly lean on because she doesn't get the support system that she has at home. And then more importantly, um, the insurance that perhaps maybe she might have does not cover mental health. So if there's anyone that's willing to come up on stage and 
give some tips or some encouragement, uh, words of encouragement rather, uh, to Dana. I, I would love to have you come up here and, and talk, let's talk through things because, you know, we're all in this together. But thank you so much. That means a lot, uh, what you said. It just, I guess for me, it's like the anxiety um, doesn't make me think clearly and logically sometimes. But um, I think I'll use the healing place if I feel anything, because I do think that uh, maybe with the, with the right people, I will find uh, uh, the best way to cope, you know? Well, half the battle is just being able to speak about it. And once you're able to get to the point where you can actually talk about what happened to you, that in itself is healing because you're releasing yourself from that trauma in some fashion. And, you know, that's the best part. It's just being able to accept that, you know, you see that there is an issue or and you see what the problem is. And now you're just trying to work through it. And I'm glad that you came here to be able to unload that and unpack that because that you've, you've come to the right place. Um, so it looks like uh, Yasmin and Demetrius uh, are on the stage now. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, Yasmin, definitely chime in. Love to hear from you, hon. Yes. Hi. Um, I'm very glad to be here. This is my first time and actually the first time that I'm um, joining any, any group or anything. So I'm very excited. Um, I'm also a mental health uh, professional myself, and I also have been through um, a lot of trauma since I was the day I was born. <laughs> um, according to my family, the first words of my mom when she saw me uh, was like, oh my gosh, you want an ugly baby. I don't want her. So welcome to the world, rejected by mommy. Um, and so... So on, and um, you know, I was actually sexually abused for so many years as well, since eleven to almost seventeen. Um, and uh, my recommendation for Dana is to uh, I have now is when I'm in uh, in counseling in my mental health. I never went to therapy for anything. I have done a lot of uh, work on myself and what really have helped me to go through uh, all my triggers. Uh, a lot of journaling, a lot of um, meditation has helped me. Um, I don't run away from pain. Uh, I, Whenever I identify that there's something that is um, triggering me, I try to go to the root of it. Like, why do I feel the way I feel? Where is this coming from? And if it is emotionally painful, uh, I'll just go to it. Like, if I have to cry my eyes out, I cry my eyes out. Um, uh, if I, again, if I have to journal, if I have to call or if I have to draw, whatever, whatever I can come up or whatever I want to do, I just do it and I process and I just, surrender to that moment I don't fight it I don't hide it uh, I just surrender to it and I just release it and let it and let's get it done and over with um, and that has helped me a lot with the healing uh, like Dana said at the beginning you know movies and whatever yes 
um, that was uh, a trigger. There's some things that I cannot watch. Let's say that, I don't know, sometimes it's uh, like criminal minds of those type of shows and there's a, a child and, you know, I cannot deal with um, seeing a child getting extremely hurt or the possibility of, of being assaulted. I, I cannot deal with that. And I know I just, just don't, don't, you know, I change it or I just remove myself from, from the room or whatever it is. I just don't, don't watch it. I, there's no need. So um, walking, exercising, I mean, uh, sometimes uh, emotionally and um, and physically, you don't have the energy to, to move. But if you walk from point A to point B, you have to come back. Or you can ask a Uber, but yeah, <laughs> ideally, you have to come back. And um, that has helped me tremendously because, I mean, when you're walking and and try to be in contact with, you know, your surroundings and nature. Uh, you can listen to music or a good podcast. Um, that, that helps a lot. Um, and music that will lift you up. There's a lot of good sounds in there that will tell you that you are great, you're magnificent, you're um, a warrior, you are a champion, you are, you know, those type of thoughts, I mean, of, of songs. They are very helpful as well, and just listening. I, I sometimes I have you know a song that I just listen through the whole night. I just let it on replay, and it will play even if I'm sleeping. Um, so that those are the things that has helped me a lot to to cope and affirmations. Whenever you have these thoughts of, oh, but it, I, I should have done this. I shouldn't have done that. And I, I understand where you come from because I used to feel the same way, um, especially as a child. It, a lot of shame, a lot of uh, guilt, and um, and I, I, it, it changes your your mind. I mean, I don't know where which culture you come through, but I'm of, you know, probably you can tell by now I'm Hispanic. Um, and in our culture, and when I was growing up. Uh, you know, mental health is, is not, you don't talk about it, period. There's a lot of myths and a lot of misconceptions about mental health, and you just suck it up and deal with it. That's pretty much the mental health. Um, and the positive is that we're very resilient. The negative is that that's not, <laughs> it's not a suck it up and deal with it. So, um, so I do, I do totally understand, um, in that in that sense and the lack of, of support from family like as of today my family doesn't know about the traumas that I went through um and I'm not planning there's no point for me to to let them know because there's nothing they can do now um so there's no no point and it's, it's taking ownership for you know what happened ownership doesn't mean you're taking responsibility it's just that this happened to me and um whatever happened and the traumas that we went through that will not define us. I am not my trauma. I am not my rejection. I am not my, you know, my sexual abuse. I am not none of that. I am. And then you, you, you find who you really are, which is beyond of, uh, Oh, I'm a student or I'm a daughter or I'm a wife or my own professional. It goes beyond that. Who you really are as a human being, um, and, and that's why you're going to tell yourself, I am kind, I'm caring, I am, 
a warrior. I am a hero. I am, you know, and, and tell those things to yourself and use your voice, not your mind. No, you stand up on the mirror and you just talk to yourself. Every morning, I am kind, I'm caring, I'm a warrior, I'm strong, I'm independent, whatever things that you, you identify yourself with. Um, and and uh, that's pretty much the things, you know, that, that has helped me. You know, I, say, I took ownership and I decided that's not define me. This is who I am. And uh, from this moment on, I'm responsible for my life and I'm responsible for my future. And I take control over my life and my future. And I'm not allowing anybody to to do it for me. And that's what has helped me through through the process. And like um, Beth or C was saying, I mean, there's layers. And sometimes you feel like, okay, I'm stable and you can be stable for few years and out of the out of the blue moon there's something that will trigger um you know the incident and then it's like okay let's go back let's see what's happening and then we we keep moving forward it's it's an evolving process absolutely you make a you made a couple of very key valid points uh yasmin thank you so much for being so vulnerable and open and sharing with the room um, a couple of things that really stood out to me, and that these are things that I myself utilize. So from the age of seven, I used to use music as therapy. Like I would find some song of some sort and I'd listen to it. And I would oftentimes just, it would take me another place. It would take me from out of the environment that I was in. Uh, what you what you said last about taking control mm-hmm. is, I think it's what I've been doing the past couple of years. That's why I decided to, uh, you know, tell my sisters about what happened because uh, up until that, like, a couple years ago, like, I, up until, I mean, two months ago, maybe, I told them, well, this happened, and they they just didn't believe me. They thought I was joking <laughs> because what happened was something in the family by one of, someone in the family. So... Uh, I guess because of the therapy, I I'm be, I'm starting to think more about how to take control of my life, to take more control of how I think, how I not to uh, you know if I fall, how I how can I get up stronger, that kind of thing, you know. So if someone tells me that this is my fault, I was like, okay, even if it's my fault, how can I fix it? How can I um, make this thing work better for me, you know? So I can relate to this so hard. (laughs) So I really like what you said there about that thing. Oftentimes, victims they feel like yeah, it's their it's fault. Yeah, the same. Like uh, for me, it was also a family member, and of course, he's no longer with us. And um, but not because of what happened, but because it happened to be that they got divorced. So, um, yeah. And 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 people sometimes, and this is hard because I'm not going to tell you. You know, sometimes people will will say, um, you know, why me? And that's the first thing that you know we will ask ourselves like come on like why me like for example i'm like i was just 11 come on you know 
I mean, there's nothing that an 11-year-old girl can do. And regardless if you're 11 or 45 or 50, it doesn't matter. But anyway, do, you know. So, uh, and, and, and something that I have learned is that you don't ask why me, but you do ask, um, what can I, what can I get from this? Like, like, what, like what you're saying, like, what can yeah, I do exactly. from this? You know, which is mm-hmm. a great attitude. And, but it's hard because if you think about it, like, you know, come on, I'm like, learning from this, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> But it, I mean, if you go deep inside, um, yes, it, it is a learning experience. And and the way I see it is, I'm being in the mental health field. Um, you know, having so many victims and um, and people that have gone through um, traumas and and sexually abused or molested or harassed and all that stuff. Um, you know, I totally get identified with them. I'm not going to tell them, you know, hey, by the way, but um, but I cannot identify with them. And, and it won't go away. It's like they was, was saying, it's not that healing doesn't mean that uh, your mind is going to get deleted and that never happened. And no, I mean, it, it's there. It's part of who you it's are. There for yes, it, it will not get deleted, period. But it's learning how to cope with it. It's learning... Um, what triggers you and how you can cope with those triggers and taking ownership. Like, like uh, Faye was saying, it is not her husband's fault. So she's able to identify this is a trigger and I need to deal with myself. I'm not going to put it into nobody else's. I'm not going to blame anyone about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's taking ownership for it. Um, and most likely, like he was saying as well, there's most likely there's, um, programs in community programs that can provide you. Uh, I'm in Florida, um, in, um, in here, uh, in the area that I live, I remember working for one that we used to provide mental health therapy at a sliding scale, uh, or even for free, actually. Um, I don't know if they still do it, but I, it was back in the days that, you know, they had that, sur- excuse me, that service. So there's, um, there's always some programs here and there that, Either, you know, a sliding scale that you you just paid a minimum fee, or mm-hmm. um, or for free. Gee, you came into this room, Dana, and wasn't really sure how to get started, and now you're going to walk away with some tools in your tool belt, and and that's <laughs> that's a great thing. I mean, I think exercise is great um, because it releases mm-hmm. endorphins, and it just really makes you feel better when you exercise. Meditation is another great resource. Just being able to just be still and not worry about anything for that period of time. Definitely good nutrition, making sure that you're feeding your body the best, the best foods that you can. And then you should, you got to go on a journey of self-love. I'm constantly on a journey of self-love. I think when you have, when you have experienced uh, trauma, it's hard to look at yourself and want to love yourself. You've got to remember, we are our own worst critics. We'll criticize ourselves for the littlest things. And these Absolutely. are things that people don't even worry about. But that, that's just we're conditioned to being that way. And especially when you're a victim of trauma. And then, you know, like, um, like Yasmin was saying, you know, some of the things that she used, like music therapy. 
those are that's great. If you feel you're going to get triggered, put on a great happy song to help shift your energy and change your your mindset for that time being. And and hopefully once the song is over, you'll go, you know what? I'm feeling really I'm feeling really good. Um, let me keep this momentum going. And then positive affirmations. And when you're a victim of trauma, you're so your your self-esteem is so low that you you don't even you you feel guilty. You feel like you somehow or another played a part in your trauma. And that's not the case. And, you know, if you one of, one of the things I think you should do is write down some positive affirmations, get some post-it notes and put them where you can see them in your bathroom, in your closet, in your bedroom, by your phone and just over and over every single day. Just say those positive affirmations to yourself. And before long, you'll start to really feel those positive affirmations. And that in itself will help uh, shift your energy. And, you know, yeah, do some some investigative work to see if there's any um, programs out there in your area and that possibly offers mental health um, help on a sliding scale or little, you know, a little money or, or whatever. But I think anything is better than nothing. Um, so thank you so much, Yasmin, for sharing all of those wonderful tips and more importantly, sharing your story. That's the whole point is we want people to feel like when they come into this room that they can share their story. And there's a community of people that gets it, that understands and and they may even go, oh, you know what? I didn't even think about using that as a tool. Now someone else has walked away with yet another tool in their belt as they navigate through life on a mental health journey. So up next, we're going to invite Demetrius up to the stage to uh, tell us what's going on. Demetrius, hi. Thank you so much for holding. Uh, but tell us about what's going on with you, hon. See, and uh, Dana and Jasmine, thank you for your stories. Um, as I sat and I listened, I was really trying to determine what I was actually going to say. Miss um, Dana, to you in particular, you, you've conquered the biggest and the vertical by speaking and opening your mouth and, and saying what has bothered you and what you went through and telling your story. That is probably the most important thing you could have done to begin this healing process is telling your story. Um, you will never get an answer if you keep it bottled up. You have to be able to speak. And there's power in words, there's transformation in your speech. I am 48 years old, and three years ago was the first time I told anybody about my sexual abuse from a family member. And I was married 18 years and my wife didn't know about it until the last year of our, our marriage. I've been through the military. I've been to college. I've been to prison. I, and I realized that it took, like, I, I had this anger. This un, I had this, I had this, um, this, this secret that I was hiding it was on multiple occasions it was, it was, it was a family member because they're the one that had the most access to you and it was neighbor friends and, and I realized I continued to bring in energies or people in my sphere that would 
caused me harm. Um, and I didn't realize this until I was older, but, you know, I was molested by a family member, a family friend, a neighbor. Um, and this is the first time outside of my wife that I'm sharing this story. But, you know, I'm real, I'm realizing that throughout that process, um, and throughout the years, you know, I was acting out. I started drinking heavily um, as a teenager. You know, you already have all of these energies as a teenager. And, um, you know, I was getting into fights and, and doing drugs and, and, and just being rebellious. I went in the military and had that same attitude. Um, and, and I wound up getting in a fight with a police officer and wound up going to prison. And, and you see all this is a pre-recorded conversation from the room I host on Clubhouse. And right before my conversation with Demetrius was cut short, I told him a couple of things. I told him first off that he doesn't I don't ever want to see him give up because his story was so inspirational and he had to be pretty brave to be able to come on the show with a bunch of women and tell his story. I also told him that we will always be there for him. And more importantly, thank you for feeling so safe here and sharing his story because he doesn't even realize how many men he's helped just because he spoke up. I'm glad you tuned into The Healing Place. I'm your host, Fee. Thank you so much. Take care.